This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. I am so honored to record this episode. I'm about, this is, I'm not going to lie, this episode is recorded a couple weeks before I left Bali, but I really wanted to just reflect on up until this point what I've gotten out of this experience because it's been so beautiful and my heart is just really full. So last year, I decided that I wanted to come to Bali for my 33rd birthday. And there's a couple reasons behind this that I have shared in briefly in other episodes, but I'm just going to tell the whole story here because I think it's important and it can be inspiring for someone and might speak to them specifically around taking an action to go somewhere because they feel the pull. So when I was 22, that was back in 2012, That was probably one of the best years of my life. It was a really big year of transition. I had ended my first long-term relationship that I'd been in for four years. So I was dating my ex from like 17 until 21. And then that year, I really excelled in rugby. I was in my third year in university. And later that fall, I met Guillaume. And we've been together ever since. And now we are life partners. And for me, that year, turning 22, it was so liberating and I just felt like I was living it I was so happy I was just just in my absolute peak in so many different ways even though I was literally 22 years old and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing for the rest of my life and so when I turned 33 I was like okay obviously we're into angel numbers here and I thought I really want to do something special because this year just feels different like I think every time every 11 years 22 33 44 55 like I'm going to do something special for my birthday because it's so symbolic to me and it's so significant and I've actually had some people share with me that 33 is the Jesus year I'm not particularly religious or practice the Christian religion in any capacity but I just thought that was really interesting how this represents like the year that shit gets done from that lens and I thought okay yeah I like this you know this is it's obviously a very masculine energy to consider this being a Jesus year but I also feel like energetically I'm just calling in the things like we're done fucking around not that I was fucking around really but it's just like energetically dropping the bullshit that no longer serves me as quickly as possible and moving forward with much more intentionality than before so that that's the first part of the story but the second part is I think it was probably the spring of last year in 2022 I was in a meditation and this has happened a couple times where I feel connected to what I'm assuming is my spirit baby and spirit baby being my future unborn child like I just I just don't question this this is what it feels like it feels like a little boy and it's funny because how they show up for me visually and energetically is like a toddler a toddler with the wisdom of like an adult like it's super fucking weird like it's just this in it wisdom of being connected to me 
being kind of bossy and just inner knowing like there's just I can tell that their previous lifetimes are just coming through so powerfully and potently and unapologetically and so I was in a meditation last year and I felt very connected to my spirit baby completely uninvited I was not asking for this to to happen but I was just allowing it and there was this energy and declaration and just basically you know demand you need to be in Bali for your 33rd birthday you need to do this before you become a mother you need to do this for yourself go at all costs and it was interesting because throughout last year I had a lot of wins and losses and ebbs and flows in my business and financially I was like this is not a smart move to go to Bali it's not like it's not financially responsible in terms of what you know some people or majority of people would would judge and things started to happen like sometimes when I really want something and I'm really sitting in I'm bouncing between the logics of it and then my sacral gut being like this is a fuck yes I will ask for signs from the universe but it's not just asking for signs because you know how sometimes you can ask for a sign from the universe and it's like you know, give me a sign that if I'm meant to do this and if I see this thing, then I'll do it. But then you see the thing and then you're like, no, actually, I don't want to do it. And then you're like, I wanted a sign. But then you realize that the sign actually showed you what it is that you wanted. So for me, I set very definite signs where I literally will tell myself, like, here's an example. When I signed up for my human design certification program, like two years ago, I took a risk I applied for a $10,000 line of credit and I said if I get this line of credit I am signing up for this program because the program was like $19,000 USD and that line of credit was in Canadian no cosign or nothing I was like what are the chances anyways I got approved so then of course right away I was like no 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 Kayla like you you know you can't do this that's not responsible that's like not a good idea and then I was like what the fuck Kayla because I made this promise to myself, but I was willing to break it. So where's the self-respect in that? There is none. Yet when we make promises to other people, we're less likely to break it because we can handle our own disappointment with ourselves and the disappointment of others towards us. And so this is something that I've been very serious about. So there's just a couple things that I put out into the universe and I was like, okay, I had a conversation with my girlfriend, Ali, last year and she's a nomadic digital entrepreneur and I was like, you know, we should go to Bali. And she was like, oh, I love this idea. And then we got disconnected for a couple of months. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe this isn't happening. And then it turns out that her hypnotherapist is living in Bali and she could come here and collaborate with her in person. And she ended up coming in January of this year in 2023. And I was like, fuck, like that's, that's my sign. Like she's going. And my friend Katie was here and I'm like, she's still here because she didn't know if she was staying. And I was like, that's my sign. Like I'm fucking going. And so I booked my flight. And I booked my flight the end of January and just really surrendered to the process and set the intention that coming to Bali for me was obviously me trusting my my inner guidance, that spirit baby experience and just coming here with an open mind. But what I find really fascinating is that sometimes in life we set intentions of wanting to get something in particular out of the experience, but then we get what we need. And what I find really fascinating is that there's nothing surprising about my experience in Bali so far. I'm talking on like an energetic spiritual level, like it feels very natural. And it's like the parallels, like it's very connected in terms of what I wanted. 
and what it is that I'm getting that I needed. Like it's like the same thing, which I find really fascinating. And it's I've been contemplating this. Like what does it mean when you actually get what it is that you want and what it is that you want is actually what you needed? And I, I've really been sitting with this because I find this so fascinating because in life, I know that you can think of a time in your life where you've experienced something extremely challenging and deep down, it still pisses you the fuck off. It's still triggering. There's still wounding around it, but you know that you can admit that it taught you a valuable lesson or it gave you what you needed, but not what it is that you wanted. And then there's opportunities in life where we get the things that we want and we realize, oh, that's not what I needed. You know, like when you hear these situations where people have had massive breakthroughs in their life where they've, they get the money, they, they have the family, they get the house and they're fucking miserable. And they're like, what the fuck? This is what I wanted. Why do I feel like this? So for me to have this opportunity be so in sync and so easy, even though, like I said, it was one of the big hurdles that I came through was the financial aspect of taking such a big trip. It's been very interesting to just allow things to flow. And this is one of the themes that has also been showing up for me in Bali. And I didn't come here to be on vacation. I'm obviously working while I'm here. I wanted to come to Bali to live and work. I'm spending most of my time in Ubud and I've spent like a day and a half in Chenggu. And as I record this, I'll be going to Uluwatu from March 26th until the 29th. So I'm recording this on March 24th, just so you know, even though it's dropping April 2nd. Anyways, I'm mostly in Ubud because I just wanted to experience the culture and have a peaceful experience of being abroad because moving around a lot like backpacking is is work and I'm not saying I don't want to do that work but I really wanted to just experience the energy and frequencies and the food and the cultures and the behaviors and the mannerisms of Bali and that's exactly what I've been doing and what I've been getting and I think one of the one of the biggest things that I really love and it's interesting because I was talking with my gals Katie and Allie the other week and I was saying and please don't take offense to this if you've asked me this question (laughs) but I said to them I don't like it when people ask how's your trip the reason why I don't like this is that it feels like the equivalent of how are you doing and you know because you've either said it yourself or someone said it to you oh I'm fine and it's a superficial conversation and sure people could say how's your trip Kayla and I could go off for 10 minutes about it to deliver like an exceptional response and nurture and feed the curiosity of this person, but the question is lacking effort. It's uninteresting. So therefore, I'm going to match that and give an uninteresting effortless answer because I want to have enriching conversations with people and to be present. And so what I've noticed with Bali is that it's really allowed me to appreciate being present And so it's funny because I had this conversation with Ali and Katie and I shared my view on this, which like some people might think it's snobby, like whatever. If it triggers you, just consider how can you ask interesting questions to people in life, right? Really get people to think and how they answer and spend their time offering a quality experience in that interaction with you, right? So a couple of days later, Guillaume was video messaging with me or video calling with me and 
he said, he asked me two questions and he said, are you getting what you wanted out of your trip? And what is surprising you the most about Bali? And it was funny because then I, I obviously went back to the conversation I had with Katie and Allie and I thought, I'm so fucking happy that he asked me this and not just like, how's your trip? And I was, I just was so excited to share with him and he was so inspired by my answer. And this is what I want to dive into in this next part of the episode. So I kind of dove into what it is that I wanted to get out of this trip, but I'll elaborate a little bit more. I really wanted to come here and to tap into my feminine energy around receiving and slowing the fuck down. Because when I'm back in Canada, I have my office at home, which is a complete privilege to have that space with all my plants and just like it smells good, like it's just peaceful. But I work a lot. I'm in there every day, especially Monday to Friday, and I'm doing all the things because I sometimes fall into the energy of working nine to five. And so I wanted to come to Bali and play with how how much can I balance living more than working and trusting that the action that I take is enough to generate revenue in my business and live my life. Like I'm not on vacation. I want to create this this playground of where I get to create and show up in my business and live my life. And it's not either or, or I need to put in X amount of effort before I can go out and play. I really wanted to experiment with that and surrender to the process. And so being able to come here and tap into my feminine energy and even just taking the opportunity to go and do things like eating really nutritious food, like I'm eating out all the time, but the food in Bali is so delicious. And there's obviously there's a lot of vegan options. I feel like I was under the impression that everything was vegan here, but it's not just FYI. There's plenty of meat, plenty of protein. So like no worries if you're somebody who prioritizes that and and seeks to be carnivorous in their meal eating. And doing things like getting massages or some of the experiences that I've had. So this ties into the feminine energy around like experiencing life. Uh, Katie and I did a water blessing ceremony when I first got to Bali. And we went out literally into like the middle of a fucking rice field to this woman's house who had two assistants with her. And she is a Balinese healer. And we did this ceremony with her. So we were dressed in fabric like kind of sarong styles and they had holy water there they had all the beautiful like Balinese flowers and we were taken on this journey separately like we were there together but we each you know I went first Katie went second and they cleansed us with the holy water from Bali and there was a lot of chanting and obviously Balinese speaking and if you've seen my Instagram page I actually shared a video of like me fucking screaming (laughs) in this ceremony because it was about releasing and a purification and cleansing. And some people might be like, what the fuck is this? And it's funny because Katie posted her video on Instagram and it went completely viral. Like viral to the point of 7 million views. And she gained like probably 11 to 14,000 new followers from this video. And what I thought was interesting because her and I, this is like, it gone viral and it was going viral for about a week. And her and I were talking about this and it was like to see the themes of people that would come through and witness this. I chose to do this because I wanted an experience. I wanted an authentic Balinese experience. But then it's really interesting because you go and you do these experiences in life and somebody's always going to say something. A lot of people were coming through and they were preaching Christianity, Jesus, like saying it was demonic. There are some people who 
were just really shameful or saying things like, God, like white people just do such dumb shit. Like it was just ridiculous. And this is something that I think is so important is to respect the experiences that people choose to have, especially if they have nothing to do with you. (laughs) And I think it was interesting because Katie shared this video and I shared mine just out of to share a piece of our life, to share the experience that we had by doing this water ceremony. And it was so interesting to see people's reactions. And it just goes to show like you really have to choose to live your life and not give a fuck about what other people think, especially if you're going to share it on the internet. So that was a bit of a side tangent, but still tying into this first experience. And I, I just really loved this because I really did come back to a place of peace which is really what I've been seeking as well. It's just constantly coming back to this place of peace. And it's interesting because that's my evolution sphere. My unconscious earth, what allows me to feel grounded, the city is peace. So we have, it's gene key six. So we have the shadow of conflict, diplomacy, and peace. And so I've really been playing in this energy of peace and allowing simplicity in my life and just really allowing myself to be present and to do things I've never done before. And it was interesting because when we did the ceremony and there was a bit of an altar experience afterwards where we received, you know, we received offerings and they put rice on our forehead and our chest because that's another part of a purification and like offerings in abundance in terms of the Balinese culture. But I, I didn't know that we were going to be screaming. So it was interesting because when she guided me to do this, when I was going through the, the chanting and whatnot with these women, it was so foreign for me to release my voice like that because when I think about being in Victoria and let's say I know people who do breath work and there's sometimes in breath work where it's like they want you to yell and I'm like why the fuck would I scream right now because I don't want other people to hear I don't want people to think something's wrong like I feel like I could only scream like that if I was in the bushes and no one was around and so to be able to scream and have that be welcomed it was so liberating And it was such a permission and it was such an emotional release and it just really showed me the kind of oppression that we experience as human beings in terms of like cultural experiences and just, you know, what's considered the correct behavior and being polite and being quiet. I was like, oh my God, like there's, there's so much oppression that we experience as people. And I love that in this opportunity, in this experience that I'm having right now, I get to be literally fully fucking self-expressed. I can scream, I can go high pitch, my voice cracked at one point, like I just didn't fucking care and they didn't care either. They were just there to hold space for it. And so this was something that was just so beautiful and it was something that I, that surprised me because I I wasn't expecting that through that experience at all and so I was really, really contemplating that as tying into that, that initial question that Guillaume had asked me. And then the next thing that I'd done last week or earlier this week I should say is I did combo which is an Amazonian frog medicine or plant medicine as they call it and it's it's technically a poison and so this is used as a ceremony for purging and also just really cleansing the soul and it's like it's a very it's an Amazonian like indigenous practice and so on Monday I went with Ali And we had a session with a practitioner here and I'll just kind of like describe the whole thing and like what happened because I noticed that this is definitely becoming something that's more popular in just, I guess, healing modalities and whatnot. And one of the things that I had set an intention for going into this again was like, I want to experience this. This is not something that I'm going to do in Canada. 
because I just feel like the energetic experience is here in Bali. I'm going to do this now. And so I, Ellie and I went, we met up with a practitioner and, you know, we set our intention. The room was set up. We were only there for like maybe two hours. Like it's, it's not a psychedelic just so people know. Um, but it's a definitely 1000% visceral, like it's a visceral experience. And so when we were there and we're setting our intentions, like we pulled cards, like we had conversations, like our practitioner really took the time to educate us so that obviously like we weren't anxious and we were just like really present and intentional with being able to receive the medicine. And I experienced Hape for the first time or Rape, which is a Amazonian mix of tobacco and seeds and, and leaves and whatnot. And you can either do this yourself or you can have someone do it with you where they blow a powder into your nose and this happy is meant to bring you mental clarity and so I've never done this before I've never taken anything up my nose before and so it was really interesting to like set the intention with this and experience this another you know Amazonian medicine like plant medicine as part of the journey with combo and so he blew he blew some up both of my nostrils and it was really interesting to feel the clarity like it didn't hurt I was like sneezing after because my fucking nose was like what the hell is this but what I felt was and if you've ever done this is like the literally my brain like the left and right side of my brains felt very cool and tingly and I just I literally felt like I had clarity and focus and that's the intention of this plant medicine is to bring that and so it was interesting because I had read the card that I pulled before I did this and then after I did Hape with our practitioner I read the card again and I was like oh like it just landed differently I felt more grounded and at peace and so what happened after that was he takes an incense and you either get so basically what they do is they will do a couple burn marks on your skin so that they can put the the resin or the frog poison into these cuts so that it can get into the lymphatic system and you have like the visceral experience of combo so they took an incense and they did three dots on my arms you can do three to six dots and I decided to do just the lowest dose because like obviously I'd never fucking done this before so I don't need to like go completely ham on it and then a couple minutes later after setting the intention he put the frog poison on so just to like spoiler alert the combo ceremony is about purging so what happens is over a short period of time you actually vomit into a bucket which some people are probably like what the fuck when they listen to this but it's it's just I did it again for an experience and I'll share more about my actual thoughts about this after I finish telling you the story so while we were preparing for all of this we drank about two liters of water and we had to fast from the night before to prepare for this because obviously purging water is a lot easier than like a fucking meal because nobody likes vomiting a meal like that doesn't feel good and not that this felt any better but it was just part of the process and so it was interesting because I reacted very quickly to this so usually what happens within five minutes is you start to feel ill you start to feel the effects of the the medicine going into your body and the special thing with the frog poison is that there's peptides that are designed to support with with healing. And so what I find really interesting is that there's definitely conflicting information online and when I initially looked into combo, I I don't do I don't do much research into things. Like I really trust my gut because if I over research then you're going to find like the craziest shit and I think it's really important to be educated while also trusting yourself. And so 
the frog poison is used to as they claim to purify the body and treat various health conditions and so this can really support people they say with infections bites cancers heart disorders hemorrhages allergies inflammation pain and even age so there's a lot of experimentation on this but there's also no scientific evidence of these things working so it is literally case by case but what I find fascinating is that there's some people who will do recurring sessions of combo to to do things like heal cancer or to cleanse themselves of certain things that they're dealing with right so it really is about setting the intention of what it is that you want to get out of this experience so once he put the poison onto these three little burns that I had on my arm within five minutes what happens is I felt my body just get really hot and the swelling is a natural part of the experience as well but I literally felt like my face in in the top of my throat not like where I was breathing but just kind of in the top of my throat the insides of my ears and like my eye sockets like felt like everything was swelling like there was a lot of pressure and I had my body went really red and I had some like purple and red discoloration in my legs and then within like probably three minutes honestly I started vomiting and that lasted for maybe five to ten minutes and during this time, the practitioner is like playing music and we're just being in that space of allowing the experience to happen, how it's designed to happen. And then after that, it was just really sitting quietly for about 10, 15 minutes, like feeling ill, but then eventually it passes and you just, you feel better. And so if you want this in layman fucking terms, it basically feels like a very intense hangover for about 15 minutes with additional swelling and heat and then it passes. But through that, it is, like I said, setting the intention of what it is that you want to get out of this. It's not a psychedelic. I did not have any hallucinations or anything like that. But afterwards, in the, the, the part of just relaxing, like I really did feel at peace and I felt clear. And I went, in, I went into the experience with the intention of just being curious. Like I really didn't know what to expect. And it was like whatever will come up will come up. Like no fucking pun intended. But that's exactly what happened. And one of the interesting, interesting things that I thought as well was simply after when we toss the bucket, you can tell by the certain colors or the bile or the foam, like what organs have detoxified. And so what came up for me was I actually have a lot of yeast in my body. And also there was some detoxification from my liver. So it's like now me being curious and like doing a bit of research to see like, well, what is coming up around these topics for me that I can look into? And so after the event, like we felt fine within an hour, we left within an hour and it was just like feeling super relaxed. Ali and I went and had lunch. And then after that was like an immense amount of fatigue that actually hit us. So like we just literally went home and like rested the rest of the day. Like I think I had a nap in the afternoon, which I never do. So that was another, you know, ceremonious quote healing experience that I had in Bali. And I'm really glad that I did it here. And now just to like jump back to the part where I said I would share more of my insights on this if you ask me if I would do this again the answer is no and that's simply because I wanted to experience it maybe I didn't have a big enough thing to quote purge in my life I don't think I did anything wrong it happened how it was meant to happen but for me in terms of reflection and ceremonies and anything cleansing or healing that style doesn't resonate with me it doesn't mean that it's wrong or bad or anything like that I think everyone should try what they feel called to try but the purging aspect and then just even tying in like an intention with the purging 
just didn't fully resonate with me. I don't regret doing the experience, but also it just, it wasn't, it, it wasn't as, I guess, I don't want to say it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It just, it, it is what it is. And I feel pretty neutral about it. And so I also want to preface too that you get to discern what you do. I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you how you should heal, what things you should do. Like I'm 1000% not here to give medical advice at all. I'm simply only sharing my experience from doing these both of these ceremonies and on the 31st of March I am actually planning to do a mushroom ceremony as well and I've never done shrooms before at least not to the point I've done psilocybin a couple times like super microdosing, but I've never done shrooms to the point of hallucinating so that's going to be interesting and I'll probably record a podcast episode on that if that does happen for sure but those are the two experiences that I've had in Bali so far that were like pretty intense and unique and different in their own ways But I just found from that, coming back to the question of what surprised me or am I getting what I wanted to get out of being here? And it's like those experiences went exactly how I thought they were going to go. And I don't want people to ever think that because something goes the way you want it to go that you didn't push go hard enough, you know, like you didn't you didn't go all the way to the edges. Like sometimes things can just happen naturally and be as they are and that is enough. And I really want you to get that in your head because I think that sometimes, especially in the online space and in business, it's always about hitting that next level, like breaking the ceilings, like luxury living and there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing is like with close, promax- or with close what am I trying to say? Proximity bias. When something is constantly familiar, it will neutralize. So it's important to allow ourselves to have the full spectrum of experiences, right? The shitty ones, the neutral ones, the extravagant ones, like we need to have that flow and that pendulum swing to have a full human experience in our life. Whether you're doing a healing or a ceremony experience or you're struggling in your business or you're dealing with a breakup or divorce or like major health issues or something with your family or kids, whatever it is with money, whatever it is, like that's just part of being fucking human is having that spectrum. So one of the other things that in terms of what surprised me or like what it is that I'm getting out of being here, like coming back to those two questions, like honestly, bless Guillaume for asking me. I'm so grateful. And I freaking told him too that I just loved those questions so much. Those two questions allowed me to record a podcast episode. Just saying when you put effort into like evoking someone's life and asking them interesting shit, you're going to get an interesting answer. So one of the other things that I really love about Bali is the contrast of chaos and and harmony and peace so the culture in Bali is very rooted in community and what that means is that when I think about western society it's very rooted in achievement climbing the corporate ladder finding your life partner having kids saving money paying off debt like getting an education. There's all these things that are very systematic and sequential that are socially acceptable. And it's not bad. It's not wrong. But I do think that there is an imbalance. And that's my own personal opinion. You absolutely do not have to agree with me. But I feel like if you're listening, you probably have similar values. So what I've noticed is little things. On Wednesday, March 22nd, was Nieppe. Actually, this is the third experience that I wanted to talk about in this episode. 
Niapi is the New Year's in Indonesia. The middle of fucking March. Not even. The tail end of March. Which I love because January 1st, ever since I've really gotten into spirituality, does not fucking resonate with me. In 2016, I was in China. I experienced a Chinese New Year in February. And then now I'm in Bali for March, like six, seven years later. And I'm experiencing the New Year's here. And I'm like, this feels better. We're getting into spring energy. It's beautiful. And so Niepi is so fascinating because obviously Bali is a very spiritual place. Like Indonesia in general is a very spiritual place. Like when you walk around, you're going to see in the streets like what we call offerings. And they're basically little bamboo containers or just little bowls and whatnot of flowers, food, incense. And the reason why there's incense, which I really love, is the smoke represents taking the intention and the offering up to the gods. So people are always throughout the day, whether it's outside of their business, outside of their home, people leave them on motorbikes, leave them on fucking sidewalks, like they're all over the place. People are blessing these offerings and setting their intentions and praying to their gods. And so Niepi was really beautiful to experience because this is their New Year's Eve. So the day before, so on the 21st, there's been months up until this point where the locals are building basically these ugly monster dolls, for lack of a better explanation, like these massive mannequins, like 10, 12 feet tall. Some of them are shorter. Some of them are even bigger on these massive bamboo grids that can be carried by people. And they build these like they're just like these demonic looking creatures that are representative of of demons and evil spirits and so on. So they've spent months building this. And what happens is on the 21st, there's especially at night, there's like big parades and events and festivities where they have these they're called Ogu Ogus. They have these Ogus in the streets and everyone's making a ton of noise. There's like drums, like they kind of show like they, they do dances with the Ogu Ogus towards one another is like the entire community neighborhood is out there. There's locals, there's expats, like people are just there to to witness this massive celebration and like noise making on the island of Bali and just in Indonesia in general. And the reason why they do this is because basically they're evoking the evil spirits. And on Niepi, which is the 22nd of March, the first day of spring, is known as the day of silence. So on this day, what happens is everything shuts down there's there's no leaving your house the airports are shut down I actually honestly thought they were going to turn off data and internet like that's how extreme this was getting all the restaurants are shut down you're not you're not supposed to leave your house you can go outside and like quietly hang out by the pool at nighttime when you're having dinner and so on you need to have the curtains closed like minimal light minimal electricity and they do this because the night before they're evoking the evil spirits to come and then what happens is the spirits are coming to to Indonesia the next day on Yepi and they see that no one is here so they leave so it's like clearing the slate for the new year to begin and I really loved this experience because I got to witness the communities coming together doing things together like the kids being involved and it's not like people are walking around like locals are not walking around with their cell phones and like taking videos and posting shit on Instagram like that's not how this works here And one of the things I really love about the community and even just navigating in these spaces, like getting a ride somewhere, ordering food in a restaurant, people are so genuine. Like they're so grateful to have their job. 
They're so grateful to be of service. They're so kind. And I was talking about the contrast of like harmony and chaos earlier. And it's like the streets in Bali or in Indonesia are insane. Like there's motorbikes everywhere. They obviously compared to North America, they drive on the left hand side of the, on the, of the road. Like the driver in the cars on the right hand side, you know, cars can barely pass each other on the roads. That's how narrow they are. Like, they will slow down to, like, five kilometers an hour to just slowly brush by without hitting their side mirrors. Like, it's insane. And the bikes, like, they honk, they pass, they drive wherever. But what I love is that it's fucking chaotic and it's overwhelming, but there's never any animosity or anger. Like, if you imagine in North America, you, like, quote, cut somebody off on the highway and they fucking rage. You know, it's, like, middle finger, cussing, all this drama, like, this this insane amount of entitlement without having compassion or curiosity as to why someone did that. And that just doesn't exist here. And what I find, what it boils down to, what it boils down to is that people are just living. They are living. They are present. They are grateful for what they have. There's plenty of locals, like, you, you do see a contrast between poverty and privilege here and obviously it's tourism and people being here that are really supporting the economy and when we go into local spaces like it is locals that are working like I'm not seeing foreigners work so it's like the foreigners are here spending money which is then bringing you know financial abundance to the country itself and so it's just allowed me to really be grounded and be grateful for what it is that I have as much as I'm striving to move forward and and push in my business and helping more people and achieving the desires and goals that I have. But also there's part of me that is so tired of forcing things. And if you've been listening to my channel for a while, you know that my core wound slash vocation and my, my Venus slash Pearl sequence is 34 and the shadow is force. And so really paying attention to that like Kayla like how much in your life have you been forcing and how much have you thought that it was socially acceptable to just continue pushing when really what you needed to do was just like step back relax and just live your fucking life and I think one of the other things too that's come up for me too is like I'm definitely I'm a 6-2 right 6-2 circle generator and being on the roof like post Saturn return as a six line and being an unconscious two line what I really notice is I feel very reflective and like pulled back like even in my relationships like I haven't networked here like I'm not going out meeting people like I have Katie and Allie or hang out by myself and it's like the quality of relationships that I value or even just where I put my energy is like so particular now and I find that 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 internal reflecting and just I really just want to live my life how I want to live it. And when, let's say, people get triggered or they're like, oh, I wish I could do something like that. And it's like, well, if you really, really want it to fucking happen, like make it happen. And I acknowledge that there's privilege in this. But also, it's just so important that we go after the things that we want in our life, even if it doesn't look perfect yet. And really trust the process and like go there emotionally to feel those feelings of what's coming up and what says no I can't have this no this isn't the right time no I'm not worthy of this and like fucking sitting with that and I've just really noticed especially with this culture here is like I thought I really thought that I didn't give a shit about what people think how I live my life my business my relationship how Guillaume and I do things very differently in our relationship too like some people think it's fucking weird that 
he went to Europe for a month by himself. I go to Bali for a month by myself. Like, I, you know, people are like, are you guys, like, you just got engaged? Like, are you going to break up? Like, what is this? And it's like, no, it's called living your fucking life and trusting that you can evolve with your partner individually and together. But that's so confronting for people, for some people. This is a generalization. I acknowledge that. How can you break away from the paradigm of a typical monogamy relationship that when you have a life partner, you then do everything together, right? And it's so interesting because obviously there's this contrast of me talking about individuation, individualization, but then being in a culture where it's like so community oriented. But the real underlying thing that I wanted to experience here that I'm getting out of this experience is just living life. And like, what does that mean to you? How is that going to bring you freedom in your day-to-day tasks? You know, every day I, I have the privilege here and I acknowledge that. Like I wake up and I'm like, what am I doing today? How much time do I actually need to spend working on my business? How much time can I lay by the pool? How much time can I update my abundance sheet, manage my finances, go for lunch? Like what am I doing with my time? Like the level of intentionality is so high. And I also want to emphasize that four years ago, if you told me this is what I would be doing, I would that I would be in Bali living this experience for a month, I wouldn't have believed it. Four years ago, I was personal training downtown Toronto about two months into having started my business. And I was like on the hunt for like a 10K month. Like I thought I would be successful once I hit that. And I'm just like looking back at myself. I'm like, oh my God, Kayla, like there's just so much deeper work that needs to be done before that. But the reason why I'm saying all of this is that one of the other really big things that I've realized through this trip so far is being able to keep going towards the direction of your dreams and your desires, even if it's not fully like substantial like even if it doesn't quite make sense even if you don't know exactly what it is but you're kind of walking in the dark even if you feel like you're fucking crawling to just keep going in that direction because if I had not trusted myself over the last four years I would have not taken the chance to go on this trip and live this experience and that's one of the biggest things that I want to emphasize through the work that I do with people is the vast spectrum that we live as a human while also spearheading in the direction of what it is that you want. Like I feel like the experiential aspect is that feminine energy of like receiving and living and feeling and the masculine energy is being like, fuck what people think. This is what I want. I don't give a shit about who says what. And I just, I just love that. The no bullshit energy while having this deep well of compassion for ourselves and other people and how people choose to live their life. And so I was so grateful. One of the things that I've been thinking about too is when I come back to Canada, I'm like, what will be different? Because it's hard to see how we've changed when we are in the environment that is changing us because of proximity bias. And so I'm here and I'm living and I'm doing the things and it's like, okay, how am I going to bring this, this integrative experience back to Canada in my everyday living and not just default to my old way of being? Like that is probably my biggest fear, which sounds ridiculous, but we are creatures of habit. It is easy to default back into our old ways of being. And my friend this morning 
we have a group chat and she they're both well one of them is in Canada the other one is in the U.S. but my one girlfriend in Victoria was like Kayla I can tell that your energy's changed like what you're sharing how you're speaking how you're showing up and I was like thank fucking god because <laughs> that is what I wanted I wanted this to change me but not in a harsh way to like break my heart like it's been very deeply feminine and integrated which is so beautiful and I'm like okay yes but then even still when Guillaume asked me these two questions which I've been talking about for the last 25 minutes when I shared with him I was like okay wow I have changed I can see it I can hear it I can feel it and this is another reason why asking intentional questions to connect with people is so fucking important because those two questions opened me up. It allowed me to share in this episode. It allowed me to reflect. It allowed me to share with Guillaume and he was like listening to me and like nodding and was just like, wow, like really inspired. And so I guess part of this episode is kind of a rant of don't ask people shitty questions. <laughs> like, really take a minute and be like, how can I ask, if I could just ask this person only one fucking question, what could I ask them that would cause the biggest impact for both of us? What would surprise them in their sharing and allowed me to be like, wow, like, thank you for sharing that. You know, it's like living this high quality intentional life that doesn't have to be fucking complicated and it gets to start with language. Like, that's really what I'm preaching here. So I hope that even just that inspires you to like today when you talk to the next person that you talk to, just play with this. Ask them a fucking question that you would never normally ask them, but really just be coming from a place of curiosity. Not that you're seeking a specific answer, but coming from a place of curiosity because when Guillaume asked me those two questions, are you getting what you want to get out of this trip and what is surprising you the most? He didn't know what I was going to say. It was just... It was just a door was open and I got to speak into the room and say whatever came from my heart. So I hope that that inspires you to be fucking curious. Be present in your life. Continue to move in the direction of the things that you want, even if it doesn't make sense. Really look at what does it mean to you to balance that feminine and masculine energy? How can you be more present and connected with the people in your life and look at community over being just driven by achievement and desires like how can you really put yourself in these situations that force you to slow down and think differently and experience the present moment and have that gratitude for what is around you and you know the one thing the last thing that I'll say and I think this is another this is another hint for me that I've shifted and part of me was like oh Kayla you're just hormonal because you know you're getting your period but then I was like no like fuck that I was meditating this morning and there's a kind of little cafe slash like fruit shop that's like 10 meters down from where I'm staying and I've been going there in the morning and getting breakfast and getting a coffee and I just I love going there because again the energy like people are so fucking grateful they're so genuine like things are so slow like it does you're not going to get a meal in 10 minutes and walk the fuck out like you need to give yourself time and I just don't I don't rush these things anymore and they've been so kind these people and just just literally anyone that I have an interaction with oh my god I can't believe I'm actually getting emotional talking about this I was meditating this morning and I was just thinking about these people (laughs) and I literally started crying like how I am right now and I was like these people are so kind they're so genuine 
they would give the skin off of their back for me just asking, you know, can I get a coconut? <laughs> like, just simple, simple things. And I was like, holy shit, you know, like, for me to feel that level of gratitude in a meditation, and I'm like, even right now, I'm like wiping tears from my face. I was like, wow, like, who would have thought that coming to Bali, you would go to this cafe, you know, a couple times a week, have breakfast, have a peaceful time, and that's what you would be crying about as you imagine leaving Bali. And I think that this is the definition of humanity and being connected to other people. And it's like, every time I get off a bike, every time I get a meal, every time I pay for something here, I'm like genuinely so grateful because these people are not entitled. They're just living. Like it's so, it's so beautiful. And so this morning I was like, oh my God, like I, and even right now I'm really, I'm actually really glad that the emotions came up so you could like feel the depths of this. But for me to sit in a meditation and think about these strangers who I haven't even learned their names yet and be like, I'm going to miss you leaving this fucking country because you've taught me gratitude and presence and like living and slowing the fuck down. And I think that even that lesson is worth whatever amount, you know, a trip comes to. Like, that's just so priceless. Like, you can't, you can't just walk into a store and pay $10,000 and be like, give me a bottle of humanity and love and peace and connection and community with people. Like, you would never, ever be able to do that. You can only do that through living and putting yourself in environments and in communities and cultures that actually live that. Like, it's literally about living. So... I'm really glad that I remembered this because I wanted to share it in this episode and I almost forgot and it was like kind of a great note to end on. But I hope that no matter where you are in the world listening to this, you don't have to leave your environment to bring this level of presence and connection with other people. Like it can just come from asking really powerful and intentional questions and being present, slowing down, and having gratitude for what it is that you have in this moment and really evaluating how much pressure is behind needing to achieve certain things in life. I think that just those contemplative points can equally give you access to what it is that I'm sharing right now because ultimately, sure, this can be rooted in what I'm doing in my everyday waking up, like going for breakfast, sitting by the pool, like there's a doing in this, but it's who I'm being as I'm doing the things that is allowing me to have this experience and who you're being, it doesn't matter where you are because it happens in the now. It's about time and it's about your energy. So I hope that this episode inspires you. And one of the things that I really love too was through sharing in my story somebody messaged me and they were like oh my god Kayla like I love how you're sharing Bali like this feels so authentic and I'm like that's a huge fucking compliment like yeah there's people here who are here for the gram like they're here for like 
the videography and the pictures and the posting the shit on social media and like there's nothing wrong with that but when I came here like I've never listen I have seen hundreds of thousands of pictures of Bali I know you have too at that social media have I seen or felt what it is that I just shared with you in this podcast episode by looking at those nice photos no I have not it's an experience it's not just a visual thing that we look at and so as I'm sharing like riding around on a bike or the meals I'm eating or like the places that I'm staying and the my daily life experiences of what I'm doing it just feels so fucking real and like grounded and connected to like with what connected to me not needing to prove anything like oh look I'm in Bali and this is like the rice fields and this is me posing like I just I just like to share what I'm seeing you know that's something that I, I really love doing and so that was a huge compliment that someone shared with me and so I hope that if you've been following me on Instagram and watching my stories and I mean obviously if you're listening to this way the fuck past March then you missed out sorry hope you don't have FOMO <laughs> but at least you get my lessons learned right and so I just that was a really huge compliment to me and I really appreciated that feedback and I just wanted to share that like yeah I'm not here to fucking prove anything (laughs) I think actually if anything if there's anything I'm here to prove is like how there is nothing to prove that's what I'm proving which is a fucking paradox and I love to say that so I hope that you enjoyed this episode and if it moved you I'm I would love to hear from you you know, to take the time. I have not recorded an episode this long solo in a very long time, but I love hearing people's feedback and just like their realizations and ahas. And I think that that just creates more human connection. You know, me being raw and real is like going to evoke that in you. And that's how we're going to be connected energetically. And I've said this in previous episodes too, but there's some people who've listened to my channel for years. Like this podcast channel is like over four years old now. And they might think it's weird, like, oh, I know everything about Kayla, but she doesn't know who the fuck I am. I, when people message me and they're like, oh, I've listened to your channel, in my head, I'm like, okay, cool, you know everything about my life. <laughs> so it's, I, it's not weird for me. I love connecting with my listeners, and I really just, I want you to know that. So you're always welcome to shoot me an email, hello at kaylag.com. You can message me on Instagram. If you're not following me out on Instagram, I highly recommend it because I love sharing in my stories, and I post sometimes too. And yeah that's how I feel. This is where I'm at. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this. And I'm really excited to share more with you. I will be traveling in Singapore, Malaysia and Vietnam with Guillaume in the next couple of weeks. I'm meeting him. You listen to this on April 2nd. I'm meeting him April 3rd until the 17th. I actually come back to Bali for two days and then I fly back to Canada on the 19th of April. So there will be more wisdom bombs coming at you. So be sure to subscribe to the channel. If you can take a moment to leave a written review, even if it's just a couple words, like something that I've shared that's impacted you, or you just want to swipe five stars on Spotify, like I'm very deeply grateful for that. When people take a moment to do that, especially with all the time I spend creating content, it's like the easiest thank you that really fills my heart. And uh, thank you for listening and for being here with me in this experience and I'm really looking forward to the next episode that I do I can share more and maybe cry a little and you know we'll see how it goes so thank you for listening and I'll chat with you in the next episode